Hello and welcome to the Infinite Love Podcast, a place where we share stories on how love can transform negative emotions and pain into strength. We talk about all things related to love, positivity, and kindness. And I am your host, Corinne Kamara. Hello and welcome to episode 38, From Weight Gain to Finding Yourself. Dr. Serena is a naturopathic doctor, passionate about guiding people to trust their intuition through their story and in understanding how their bodies is a metaphor for their life. Her patients know there is more out there, want to bring order to chaos and create long-term changes while trusting in their day-to-day routine. She brings five years of medical school, studying natural and conventional medicine, over 15 years of psychology and personal experience, plus studies of ancient and indigenous medicine to redefine people's health so they can feel more at ease and in charge of their body and life, as well as get the health, health results they desire, specifically around weight loss and hormonal imbalance. In today's episode, we talk about her journey of finding herself through her life experiences, and we also share some personal truths about weight gain. Let's get into today's episode. Hi, welcome to the Infinite Love Podcast. Today, I have a great guest, a fellow New Yorker, Dr. (laughs) Serena. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. I'm enjoying the beautiful sunny day here in right? Northern California that you also live in. <laughs> right over the bay. <laughs> so I always start out the podcast talking about what your love lesson is. And a love lesson is essentially a point in your life that was that brought extreme pain, trauma. You were brought to your knees and it created a catalyst of change where you decided to transform your life and move in another direction and also to be of service to others. So I'd love to hear your story. Of course. So I actually had a few checkpoints throughout my life. And the first one was when I was 15 and I injured my elbow in gymnastics and I was a competitive gymnast. I had a resume going into high school. So the absence of extracurricular activities going from a really happy kid to just feelings of numbness, depression, and really without any medical people in my family, I went to the New York Public Library and I started reading Young Erickson and Freud. A few months later, I told my parents I needed to see a therapist, fast forward to the new school year, and I'm now seeing a therapist who wound up changing my life and inspiring me to become a doctor well, she was a PhD and give back the same healing that I received. How I found naturopathic medicine was when I got to college and I decided not to do Japanese anymore. And a close friend said, why don't you go pre-med? Psychiatry felt a little too rigid and I'm definitely, I have that creativeness too. So I was like, mm, I'm sure there's something else. And my mom cooked a lot. So I knew there was something to food. And then that's when I found naturopathic medicine. I was like, oh my God, this is what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. And I was 19, flown around the world, have a practice, just eyes wide open. Fast forward to medical school and I gained about 30 pounds in about three and a half months, my second year. My hormones didn't know anything about what to do. They were just like, It felt like 52 pickup, you know, when you throw up a deck of cards and I've never gained that much weight. I'm about five feet, 
what it took to, it took a lot of willpower to not go the quick fix route, but in realizing that I've never gained this much weight, I've never not fit into my clothes. I lied about having a disease just so people wouldn't judge me eating. Just th there was so much that I took on. And, but that eventually became my specialty when I got into practice. The next really big checkpoint was, so now all these years in practice and I, am, and I was growing my business, things were just, oh my God, coming in, oh, I'm the successful doctor, like stars, the praise, all of that. And then I meet this guy because at the same time, I wasn't feeling good about still being single and now approaching 31. And all the stuff kind of came back of what I should be doing with my life. I knew I was settling, but there was this split of woman and successful professional. Well, eventually as hot and heavy in the moment was it quiz as quickly as it fizzled out. However, 14 weeks later, I found out I was pregnant with this kid. And now being a doctor of hormones that I'm supposed to know my body, shouldn't I have figured this out? It was such a blow to my ego and that huge moment of how could I have put society standards, what others thought of me, the fact that I was ignoring my own health, because deep down, I remember thinking, oh, I should have gone and I should go to get plan B. Like I knew, and that I, I just couldn't admit it to myself. And I, I just let so much just literally under that weight. And actually in this meantime too, I was struggling a little bit with my weight. No one knew because I, you know, still looked fine and everything from the outside, but then having that abortion and then flying back to New York, back to networking, back to seeing patients all in the same week. What? Oh yeah. Wow. Because all I thought about was I, I still have to be successful. I, I still have to make a, a life for myself. This hit this money goal, hit this patient goal, hit this doctor goal. I, I went, I, went to the gym a week and a half later and almost fell over lifting five pounds because I didn't understand what it meant when your body pops, so to speak, and I had no core. So it was a huge wake up call of who was I to attract him into my life and who am I outside of all this stuff, all these stereotypes, around me and I feel like I've spent the last three years just digging into everything of what weight and hormones means physically yeah that's the balance within myself but also from the mental emotional and then I would say this was more of a sub piece was when I injured my knee a year and a half later because I had gone back to gymnastics now getting back into a little bit of that go, 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 yeah. And 
I couldn't leave the house for about five days. So this was about a year and a half ago. And it was around that time of just feeling sorry for myself, almost caught in the same cycles that I turned to, you know, just talking to some people. And I began hearing about the word soul and journey mm -hmm. and past life and spirits. And, and I was floored. I, I, I knew there was something else out there, but deep down, isn't that what you were always craving? Always, the deeper yeah. connection. And that, and maybe it was how the universe was answering my questions through all these incidences it was so much to how I've learned to love myself and love my life because it is uniquely mine even tearing apart my natal chart, you know, going back to my prior love of astrology to understand and to even just reframe my brain and be like, oh, this is, I really was made like this. And oh, and I, I do have these predispositions and that there is so much evidence that we are made so uniquely. So, so truly just love yourself for who you are and everything you've been through. And right. Oh my God, it's, yeah, hel helping reframe your brain and creating these stories and patterns is, everything is really done for us and not to us. Absolutely. I mean, everything that we, that we go through is, is for our soul's evolution to get us towards a certain, uh, get us towards enlightenment or consciousness or a state of love and pretty much to who we truly are, right? Um, and all these obstacles that we think are obstacles are actually opportunities. And that's such a big, because it's, I felt it was that balance of allowing myself to even go into those dark times. Mm -hmm. But then it's also then the confidence and the unconditional love that we, by seeing what condition is, we can then learn what, uncon you know, what unconditional love is that we can then provide to ourselves to go into those times and say, hey, but I can come out. I just need to go there so I could shine the light on what I need to transmute mm -hmm. and then create create that balance. Yeah, and do you feel, because I know like weight, weight gain, of course, is definitely hormonal, dietary. I mean, there's lots of different issues on why you gain weight, but I've also, I've also find there's an energetic aspect to weight gain like I've gained when I moved to California I gained like 30 pounds mm. in a matter of like a month or two months or something crazy where it was just like what is happening but I also was going through a lot of breakup a new move across the country so many things were actually happening and I also felt like there was an energetic protection like I was protecting myself and I was in a new place and that weight actually helped me feel more grounded. And do you find with people that you work with that part of the weight gain is not necessarily always about what they're eating, but it's how they're feeling? I'm smiling because I can't tell you how weird I thought I was in all these years that I did all the cardio and the South Beach diet. And then of course I go to medical school and then paid a little extra attention in endocrinology. But the funny thing is the physiology of the fat cell and weight itself is not really talked about because it, even though yes, it's endocrinology, so like hormones, mm -hmm. 
it can also go into women's health, but you know, maybe men's health or maybe cardiology. Like there's, it doesn't really fit in any ideology. So it's sort of talked about, but not really. And I always thought I was so weird, different, which then is like its own insecurity that no matter what I ate or how often I went to the gym, because yes, that second year of med school, I was going to the gym. I was, I never even heard what kale was before naturopathic school. Like I was hearing of vegetables I never even heard of before. It was probably the healthiest that I was being. Right. And yet I still exploded with weight. What really wound up happening and what has taken me a long time to not just identify, but internalize to exactly what you said was that my weight gain was fear, realizing what it meant to become a doctor. Like, mm -hmm. oh my God, that this is people's health. This is me being in charge. This is, there's a lot to this. And oh, oh my God, there's a lot to this education. Yeah. It, it was the stress. It was, I was afraid. I, I was over mentalizing everything. There was... And whether it was what I was eating or the stress and the emotions, oh my God, weight is huge. And I know this about myself, you know, at this point or to really internalize it, that the right. first place I'll look is what am I trying to protect myself from and what am I afraid of? Yeah. Because weight is both holding on and protection. Absolutely. Yeah. And the two times I gained a considerable amount of weight both time were were due to traumatic either sexual assault situation where I gained a lot of weight and the first one was when I got my heart broken and I moved to California and I gained weight both times I was gaining weight as a way to buffer myself against meeting other men because I felt like if I had if I gained more weight and I wear baggier you know more loose fitting clothing that no one would really see me I can kind of be in the background and not attract a man. And when I realized, oh my God, I'm hiding behind my clothes and my body so I don't fully be, be out there, then I was like, oh, this isn't about the weight, this isn't about what I'm eating. Cause I've always been a healthy eater since I was 20. So I've always had, I've always eaten well. Um, so that was really interesting for me to see a, a big part of the weight gain was the emotional aspect and working through that part. And that was much harder than restricting sugar <laughs> or like yeah, exercising have, every day. And, and it's so funny you say that because when I was a competitive gymnast, I had the so-called perfect body, but I never really thought I was smart. And then when I gained the freshman 15 in college, that's when, that's actually when everything started. And it was a few years into college that I started noticing that I was going on binges. Mm -hmm but I couldn't purge or trust me, I tried, but then I got mad at myself that I couldn't. Yeah. But I remember seeing a nutritionist at school because I thought, okay, well, that just seemed like the next logical. And I remember her saying to me, what you're eating is healthy, but it's how you're eating. Mm -hmm. And this is out of my control. And it was the first time I ever saw a therapist out of pocket. 
And that's when we really had to go back and, and identify memories of where was I not even, it wasn't about pleasing people per se, but it was feeling guilty if I didn't do something correctly mm-hmm. or didn't act correctly or, oh my God, like I was seven and I didn't, and I forgot my homework and for who I am, it, it just made me want to like crawl 10 feet under and you know that em- that empty feeling right. and i was apparently carrying this for a long time and you're right new things will pop up and when we can see our health concerns or as i part joke if you know like even the first heading on my website is our body is a metaphor for our life Mm-hmm. Well, before our body decides to lose weight, because that's actually a piece of feeling safe, because our body doesn't give a shit about our weight. It will just stay happily where it is. You know, that's part of the safety, the limbic system it will keep yeah. things as is. However, it's when we drink enough water, when we're nourishing it properly, that it's only when our body says, oh, so this water that I've been retaining, so it's like we lose the fat, it gets replaced with water, but only when our body feels like it's safe enough, does it drop the water and then that's how we lose weight. However, we can't control that. And it's like weight is this perfect metaphor for testing our patience, looking beyond just diet and lifestyle, mm-hmm. but really internalizing and refining those core values at each step of our journey in life. And also if you're healthy, you know, your, your numbers look good and all of that. And you actually have an extra, you have a little extra weight. There's also the acceptance of like loving your body for how it looks and being appreciative. I mean, it's taken me years to just appreciate this is how I'm going to be. And it's okay. I'm never, I mean, there were, for, I mean, for good 10 years, I was working on losing that extra 30 pounds that I gained. <laughs> and then eventually I was like, okay, like uh, it's, I'm done. I'm done. And this is my, this is the new me. This is how I am and accept myself for who I am because it's such a psychological thing. Like the feeling like you don't deserve love. I know for me, sugar was such a big issue like I was such a sugar addict when I was little and sugar is all about love and feeling nourished and feeling well yeah it boosts your serotonin right happy hormone what better way to like yeah your brain and say okay now I'm loved right you're like oh god and if I know when I don't feel loved I reach for sugar it's just like basic and now I reach for fruit you know you know I just don't have the same reactive and I'm not reacting like that anymore, but it took a while to heal that. And so it's, it's more than just weight for sure. It's how you feel about yourself, how much you love yourself, like accept yeah. yourself and, and also how you feel when you eat. Right. Because I feel like some people eat like bad things and the whole time they're eating it, they're like, this is so bad for me. This is so bad for me. And I tell my clients, if you're going to eat something like French fries or something, you better just enjoy it enjoy the, enjoy the experience. Just love your French fries. Like don't put this negative, like, oh, this is going to be fattening. This is bad for me into your food. Cause that energy is what you're absorbing. I was, yeah, I was literally about to say, and even with working out, right. um, the energy that you put into it, because there were times like 
you know, I like, I won't go to the gym if I'm just so upset. Actually, there have been times I've also cried at the gym because it was, it wasn't to that point yet, but it was where like, I could still go, but I knew I just needed a little bit of a release. Mm -hmm. Give me some heavy weights. And sure enough, I'm like crying in the middle of my sets. But it's, but it's such a different energy when you're going to the gym out of love, out of saying, hey, you know, I, but maybe I just need a little bit. And you're also not going balls to the walls at the gym either. Right. But it's, you're finding other ways to nourish your body and nourish your life and that self-love and then boundaries mm-hmm. is a huge, and it's not just like boundaries, like, oh, you know, the same thing, that wall, but like letting in and then having those words to also acknowledge, oh, wait, this doesn't feel good. Right. You know, if someone or something happened, you know, someone says something or something happens, but oh, wait, this does like feeling safe enough in ourselves to also learn about ourselves. Yeah. Through, through all these experiences. Yes. Huge. Yeah. Self-love is everything. Honestly, it's just everything. Like you really just loving yourself and nourishing yourself, taking care of yourself. Cause if you love your body, then you want to put good things in it. You know, you want to, you want to, be in a place where you're like, oh, I love how this feels. And it just changes your whole concept. And you also want to preserve it, right? Like, you know, our bodies break down and the more we put the right ingredients in it and feel the right emotions, the right energy, we can live longer and healthier and happier. Yeah. Or it's funny. Um, I was writing an article, was it a few months ago? And one of, and it was like a lot about, you know, mindfulness, long-term change, you know, what does health really mean? And we could even say like, look at all the different cultural pieces of weight, you know, over these decades or different cultures. And then that too. So kind of in that place of being able to transmute, you know, I guess I'll alchemize from the sense of, okay, well, here are my beliefs here's the beliefs I want. How do we get from here to there? Mm -hmm. And then that really, that much higher perspective of, wait, why do I really believe everything? Is this really true? Well, I'm actually going to be doing a program about this in the coming months, but yeah, from that place of what can we bring everything into question so then our beliefs can shine through and then what I found too, which it sounds like you as well, when you start to learn about how you interact with different foods and it's like, oh, what hobbies do I like? Who do I like? And yeah. all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I love learning about myself. I am just so interesting. And then I can't wait to share my new revelations with other friends or like whoever, like, literally who's ever in my path on someone if you glance at me I will likely say hi to you well especially here if I don't start saying hi to the dog first it's very dog friendly yeah California is so much more friendlier in terms of people saying hi oh my god when I first moved here from New York you know because in New York no one talks to each other you just kind of walk you don't even want to make contact with people and when I first moved here people would just be like hi and I'd be like hi like what's happening why are you talking to me what do you want um and the more I got used to it now it's like you know even I you know now I'm used to it like I live in small a smaller part of the bay area where everyone kind of knows each other kind of small town so people like oh hey how are you you know and I like it 
it's it's like you make you it makes you feel like you're part of a community like people see you they're like oh hey how's your day you know I just saw you the other day you know that those kinds of things I really enjoy especially growing up in New York where nobody knew each other and it was millions of people but there was no connection and I really appreciate that about smaller places because you get more interaction with people and the Bay Area and San Francisco I don't really consider a big city because it's not that big in comparison oh, to New York I mean yeah New York is its own you know and uh, but it is big yeah you know in comparison but when I first moved to San Francisco I was like this is like a little town <laughs> oh my god it's like two blocks and you're in another neighborhood I was like oh this is so weird but you're right you know here I think also too is, is there are times I would get some hellos from people in New York depending on you know the setting but here there's definitely more of a presence it's more normal here because you're right I was bit freaked out and even when I was living out west for college and med school yeah it it, it I was on guard a bit when yeah. people especially would initiate and I was like wait who who's talking to me do I know you do I need to pretend I know you like you know and yeah. then here there's this presence and it's funny because if it happened in New York or if you talk to someone for too soon or for sorry for too long I used to feel guilty for them not like maybe talking too long because that would take away from my work and that's part of the work ethic is the going the doing the business closing business but here there's this presence that yes you can spend a few extra seconds in a hi how are you statement yeah. and actually wait for an answer and that's like that, that social connection. I mean, we're humans. We, we are social beings. And I'd say, yeah, there's actually a shot of serotonin. Yeah. Like feeling part of where you don't need the walls up, the extra, the... Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a different way of being, definitely. I mean, clearly I like it. I'm still here. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's definitely chill. It's definitely chill. All right, well, let's get into the infinite love questions. Of course. How do you use love in your work? I always say to my patients that patients, whether I give a talk, I'm advising this, I'm sharing this because I went through it. And that's a promise that I made to myself was everything that I do in my work and share in my work I went through. And I believe, as I've seen too, in those, you know, breaking points in my life is that's why I also have the life that I do is because I can then share it. So, so to me, the love is just what you're getting from me, whether it's the treatment plans, the supplements, the questions, it's, it's that pure intention. And as every moment in my life too has let me sink that much further into my heart, it's where I even expanded this brand too beyond just weight and hormones, but bringing in intuition, bringing spirituality into medicine, being able to say, hey, we can go through the blood work and let me know if you want some Oracle cards. <laughs> you know, and you want to talk about vivid dreams, great. Well, you know, you know, there's a lot of that psychology and you know, that background. That's so, fun. Coming from the purest heart, 
it's it's what brings me so much joy you know eve so even yes when i think of this next chapter in my life as i moved here about seven months ago really fall 2020 it's this serving at this level that's just I, i'm just creating from my heart it's mm-hmm. it's part of me nice yeah. how is your work used to serve humanity oh my god let's say i have another hour <laughs> <laughs> Um, A bit of what I touched on before is it's not just natural medicine or not just one thing, because even when I fell in love with this medicine 15 years ago, so my freshman year of college, my first thought was there's no quick fix and everyone needs to know that there's no magic pill. And I felt that to the core because we're so multifaceted as human beings, but now it's that shift of approach if you're not broken with disease or broken with you know weight however many pounds or wherever you are it may be it's just what is your body trying to tell you and maybe there's more to disease than just the risk factors that i'm going to read about in our what's called the merck manual which is this super thick blue book that says here are the risk factors Here's the test that you need. Here's the ICD-10 code and your you know, two options of treatment. It's being able to look at disease from, or any kind of affliction of, from the mental emotional side. So we can look at chakras. Maybe there's a generational karmic piece to it, like a huge pattern that's prevalent in your family. So I'll see that a lot, whether it's a genetic uh, mutation in the DNA or literally, oh my God, this is down your lineage of, let's say your mother's line, you know, whether it's disease or the mindset of, or maybe it's even part of a past life piece because then it also helps explain why were we born the way we were. And it just gives such rise to, imagine if we looked at medicine to say, hey, here's all medicines, the informed consent, the informed patient, And then we have conversations about where you are at each step and you get to know your body on all these levels. It's powerful stuff. Yes. How do you feel, how do you, what does it mean to you to be a positive force of goodness in the world? To make sure that I check myself too. It's just like what I said, it, from the move out here to honestly, sometimes I wonder how I got through a lot of the things I did, but I guess it comes back. There was a really early memory that I have when I was about three years old and I was sitting on these rocks in upstate New York where my parents had a country house. And I was looking up at the sky thinking, what is the meaning of life? And I always believed that we were put on this earth to be happy. I, because I just didn't understand why else humans would be created. I didn't understand what these thoughts meant, but there was something in me that that was just such a core belief that moving forward, that was the energy that I would always want to put into whatever I did. And that would also be my patience in waiting for things because every time I would try to push or try the quick fix Mm -hmm. or rush things along or try to control, 
well, the universe had other ideas of lessons right. that it was going to teach me. So having that pure intention, knowing that in working through it too, you may actually find the greatest gifts than what you could have ever envisioned in the first place. Nice. What do you love most about your life? Oh, that I'm alive? <laughs> Does that count? Of course. <laughs> right? I, I love that we can change and that we have the capacity to change. Realizing that actually the life around us is really just opinion. And I mean, not gonna lie, it's also made me question a lot of my education. So that was a whole other, you know, try to sort through. But by questioning, that's actually where we then get our information. There's a joke, like science always takes about 20 years to catch up. But of course, then by the time it does, we're already like thinking, okay, well, we're you know, what else? Something else, yeah. So allowing ourselves the freedom. And then again, when we come inwards, how much freedom we really have within us and within our mind. It's, it's fascinating and trusting to that. We'll find like-minded people throughout our journey as well. And I'm not saying that it's so-called easy and that everyone's going to be on their own path per se, but that's also what inspired my logo. The Phoenix rising was once again, I, I began feeling like, wait, I'm more than just weight and hormones. I don't want to be defined by this because what if I don't look perfect? I've worked with a lot of wellness professionals who won't start their practice or their business because they may not look or feel a certain way. And then on the other side of things, there's totally times I've ignored my intuition. Well, the pregnancy was one example, but even now there are times I still have to check myself. But by practicing what I preach, I, I get to share, hey, I'm going through this. You're not alone. My patience, my audience is always teaching me at the same time because that's part of being human. Totally. With yeah. This freedom of, yeah. And where has love created a miracle in your life? Oh my God. That I actually get to see myself worthy of doing everything that I'm doing mm, that powerful. I get to have hobbies or change my hobbies don't have to give into others have words to share what I like and what I don't like and learn what it means when people respect it or don't respect it and say hey is it good to have them in my life or do I prefer to be so-called alone because any other option isn't going to serve until I attract a new tribe. Love has helped me understand the meaning of life, mm. but actually it's not so much about being happy, but having that happiness, or I guess that, that place within yourself, that, that trust really, that trusting your body, trusting where you are, that when things do come up, I can also go deeper and deeper every time because I know I'll come out. I know whatever I'll learn will just better my life. Yeah. It's helped me approach a lot of 
the tumult, a lot of um, that letting go to outcomes. Mm -hmm. So yes, whether it's health, it's weight. And that said, it's totally okay to want to lose weight. It's totally okay to want to be and look sexy. You know, all of that. But it has to come from within because the universe does not understand conflicting energies. And it's, that means too, it's truly about the journey. Yeah. So, yeah, there's, uh, yeah. It's, we, we, I'm sure we could go on too as I'm even getting a little choked for words. It's like, yeah. oh, there's so there's much. So much to, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure. How can people find you if they want to work with you? Of course. So the easiest way is through my website, which is drserenagoldstein.com. You will find me on Instagram, Facebook. I'm very active there. And I also offer complimentary 20-minute phone calls on my website. So I do virtual now. So super easy to book the call. And that said, I also have a free gift for everyone. Nice. If you really want to get to know more about your body, I included a few of my favorite natural remedies, but in the place where you can work it into your lifestyle. So it doesn't feel like another piece. If you go drserenagoldstein.com backslash intuition, you'll get a free PDF and then you can be connected from there too. Nice. Well, this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I feel like you're, you have so much wealth of information and it's great to be able to talk to a fellow healthcare provider that looks at the body spiritually, energetically, as well as all the biochemical aspects of the human being, because we're everything, we're mind, body, and spirit. So it's wonderful to have somebody that integrates everything in the sessions and the work that you do. Yes, thank you. And yes, it was a pleasure being here as well. And your questions too. It's why I love these definitely made me, oh yeah, where where is it in my life? And so yeah, yeah it was a good there there's so much to us as humans that we still don't know too. So yes, question everything, right? Right. Awesome. Well, I'm sending you so much love. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe and tune in on Tuesdays for new episodes. For more information about me, please follow me on Instagram at Corinne J. Camara and my website, CorinneCamara.com. Sending you lots of infinite love.